Hi, I'm Wheeler Winston Dixon, James Ryan Professor of Film Studies at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and I want to speak about one of the great silent comedians, the great stone face, Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton had an extremely long career. Um, he started off in shorts uh, like The High Sign, 1921, uh, Cops in 1922, one of the great slapsticks films, Balloonatic in 1923, but he was so popular as a, as a filmmaker, director, and he wrote, directed, and acted in all of his films, much like Charlie Chaplin. He was uh, a multi-talented person, a Renaissance man. So he sets up his own production company and makes films like Our Hospitality in 1923, Sherlock Jr. in 1924, The Navigator in 1924, which is a, a fantastic film. But then also, um, as an uncredited director, he would step in and let other people do the direction, but actually he was responsible for it. The most famous of these is probably The General in 1926. He directed and took credit for that. That's a Civil War comedy uh, in which he takes the, uh, the Confederate side, oddly enough. Uh, Steamboat Bill Jr. in 1928. But then something happened, and that something was sound. And with the coming of sound, Keaton's comedy was all pantomime. It was also a thrill comedy. He would have houses collapse around him and emerge unscathed. He was a master at physical gags, often very dangerous physical gags, sort of like Harold Lloyd. But he was not a verbal comedian. And so when sound came in, MGM hired him and cast him in a series of very poor films with Jimmy Durante. And the two of them made films like What No Beer? and they were really labored comedies. What's that? That's a kangaroo. A what? A kangaroo, a native of Australia. Oh, what's the matter? My sister married one of them. And unfortunately, on top of that, uh, Buster Keaton became a very heavy drinker. And uh, the alcoholism more or less took hold of him. And by the 1940s, he was reduced to being a gag writer. He did a few bit parts in films, but nothing significant. Uh, and he slipped into penury. He was absolutely poverty stricken. In 1956, uh, he sold the rights to his life story. And Donald O'Connor appeared in a film called The Buster Keaton Story, in which he's a very unlikely choice for Buster Keaton. But the film allowed him, it gave him enough money to buy his own house. And he was able to retire to a chicken farm, which he more or less kept. And at that time also, a renaissance of interest began in his work uh, through the efforts of Raymond Rohauer, uh, who was a collector and a critic and who was a big Buster Keaton fan. And uh, he began to appear at film festivals. His older works were lionized. He also made appearances in everything from the beach party pictures to a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Pardon me, young woman. He also made a movie with Samuel Beckett called Film, which is one of the great avant-garde films. And he pretty much worked up to the end of his life and uh, one of the great legacies in screen history. Um, as he said of all the acclaim that came to him later when he was being lionized at film festivals, it's nice, but it's too late. If only he had not been put out to pasture in the 30s, if only he hadn't been so in love with the bottle, he would have accomplished a great deal more. But if you look at the films that he had when he had complete creative control, like The General and The Navigator and Sherlock Jr., you're going to see some of the greatest American comedies of all time. So Buster Keaton, hardly recommended, The Great Stone Face, 
and one of the great American cinema comedians of all time. 